321. Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting host of the ATG Unplugged podcast. I'm your host Randy Osei and today we are joined by social media guru, influencer and athlete Buster Share. Uh Buster is well known for his inspiring hustle in creating the popular Instagram page Hoops Nation. Buster also spoke at the first ever Athlete Technology Summit. Welcome to the podcast, Buster. How's life? Life is great, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Randy. First and foremost, that is the first time in my life I have been introduced as an athlete. <laughs> I appreciate you being far too kind. Uh, one, maybe one day. <laughs> no. Oh, if you're if you're watching Buster's Instagrams and his stories and things of that nature, you'll see for yourself. He goes on eight-mile runs, six. Yeah. Last week was a good one. I did uh, my first half marathon, and I celebrated my first half marathon with doing another one the next day. <laughs> You're crazy. So what, I'm slowly working up. What's what's inspired this new, new – well, not, it may not even be new, but what's gotten you into running again? Well, the second, uh, you know, the virus hit in New York, I left my apartment and went out to Connecticut and there was no gym, you know, at my family's house in Connecticut and I didn't even have any weights or anything. So I just decided that I was, I was going to try to try to get a little bit better on the track and, you know, just running long distance on the streets. And, you know, I started out not even being able to do two miles straight without stopping and, you know, losing my breath entirely. So just the process of working that and getting better and, and changing my diet uh, for the better has, has just been really fun. And I, I just enjoy it. That's it. Absolutely. Now, how long has it been? You know, what metrics, like, have you lost 10 pounds? Have you been able to squat a lot more? Um, have you gotten your mile into under an, uh, five minutes? Like what kind of metrics are you tracking your progress with? I'm tracking my progress just based on how I feel up here and just physically um those are the only metrics i really care about i'm not racing anybody you know i'm not trying to hit a certain time i'm not trying to do, i'm not trying to look any certain way i'm literally just trying to feel better and to me that is the goal of working out when you're not a not a professional athlete um so I, I just do it based on how i feel so if i'm feeling better doing something i'm going to try to do more if i'm not i'm, I'm going to stop it absolutely now how do you i'd love for you to speak about you know this feeling better um does this allow you to get more work done think more clearly does it allow you to uh, execute more projects like what does it do for you for your business when you're able to you know get that sweated a hundred percent i think uh i you know if i i notice when i don't work out in a single day or over two days or whatever it is i will be more tired you know, usually people think it's it's the reverse. Whereas if you work out, that uses up all your energy and you have nothing left to give. And, you know, you put all that energy you could have put into work into working out. But what I've found is it's actually the opposite. It gives you more energy. It makes you feel better. It makes you feel more alive. It's good to just get blood flowing. And for me, that makes me think more clearly. And it makes me more motivated to get the projects that I have to get done, done. Absolutely. Now... <laughs> They talk about, you know, the Big Apple, New York, New York Minute, and everything being fast, everything being quick. And, you know, as a content creator like yourself, um, you know, tell us a little bit about your upbringing in New York and, like, what about New York has helped you define, you know, Buster Share as a person? 
Totally. So I, I'm super fortunate, um, not just in the fact that I'm a Knicks fan, and I take a lot of pride in that, <laughs> as much as people may make fun of me for it. Um, but growing, I grew up in the city, so I, I was in New York from, you know, the time that I was born until freshman year of high school, and that was great. You know, it made, it got me to understand what it was like being in a city, and it made me, you know, afraid of very little, um, you know, which I'm, I'm really grateful for. And then my freshman year of high school, after that, my family and I moved out to Connecticut. So then I actually got the, the suburb experience as well. And I'm super grateful for that too, because I got both sides of the coin. Um, and my high school in Connecticut had uh, a, ra a radio station, like a local radio station. And that, you know, introduced me um, to the world of broadcasting and digital media and, and media in general at at kind of the level that I, I wanted to start pursuing. Um, so that, that really uh, opened up a lot for me, you know, in addition to the fact that I didn't make my JV basketball team my sophomore year. And I, I thought I was good enough. I wasn't. Um, everybody thinks I'm good enough. But, um, but you know, I didn't have a Michael Jordan story where I then grew, you know, or Anthony Davis grew eight inches and then came back to, you know, be the top five draft pick in the NBA. That didn't happen for me. Right. Um, instead, I started broadcasting JV girls field hockey. <laughs> that, was, that was my, that was my pivot. Yeah. Um, and that slowly turned into, you know, football, basketball and, and things of that nature. But you know, I'm, I'm super grateful for all of that. And, uh, you know, if even if I had made the team, I probably would have been playing left bench. So it was probably a good wow. thing. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I, I, I uh, if, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, one thing about uh, Buster, he's full of energy. Um, he came to our, our, our conference last year with these big square shades. I got to go find the image, but I'm definitely going <laughs> to. But that was a beautiful image. I'm like, who is this guy? Uh, <laughs> wish I had invited you I'm like oh, who is this guy and uh, <laughs> opened up with a big smile and great person great uh human being so I'm not really surprised to hear these stories of you know your pivot being girls field hockey and you know, <laughs> on Instagram and I'll see you having a conversation with Jaron Jackson and like wait what <laughs> um but I think a lot of this talks to your hustle and in uh trying to you know find what works for Buster um you did mention growing up you were in the broadcasting world and you actually won you know best broadcast in the country in high school um when did you decide to shift your focus more towards social media yeah so my uh when i was it's a great question when i was a freshman in high school actually before the broadcasting stuff i started blogging about fantasy basketball on facebook because all my friends love fantasy football i didn't care as much for football i was a basketball fan and nobody was talking about fantasy basketball so i i, I thought you know if espn isn't going to do it i might as well give it a shot so i launched a facebook page started doing that um nobody cared and you know once i you know, started doing this radio stuff, I sort of parlayed that skill set into the social media stuff. So I started doing live streams talking about the NBA before really anybody was doing live streams. Um, the feature, the Facebook Live feature actually wasn't even publicly available to everybody. They were testing it out in certain regions. So I set my account to being from one of those countries. And that allowed me to, at the time to wow. do live code. streams. Cheat code. Definitely. Right. So that, that's how kind of the social media stuff started. And then a couple other pages saw, caught, caught, you know, 
you know, air of what I, a little bit of what I was doing and offered me to do it on their platforms. Mm -hmm. I did it for free in exchange to be able to promote my own. Um, and then, you know, kind of an amalgamation and, and, you know, somersault of that, uh, you know, diving into a different brand called all NBA all day. And then eventually, you know, deciding to start hoops nation. Absolutely. Now you're talking about a, a bunch of things here that stick out for entrepreneurs. Uh, you talked about pivoting, you talked about collaborating, you talked about, um, you know, um, relationship building, you talked about, um, you know, giving a service and instead of asking for money, asking for something in return, which was promotion, right? So you're talking about leverage there and understanding what your leverage is. And as you've grown in this space and as Hoops Nation has grown, I have a quick question. When you launched Hoops Nation, did you have a business plan? None. I did it 100% for fun. And here's the thing I'll say to that. And I think the most important part of all of it was that because I was 16, I knew that I had no overhead. I had at least two years, two to three years of no overhead. And for anybody in high school, that is such an important thing and such an important time. We're literally never again in your entire life will you have zero, if you're fortunate, you know, overhead. Explain to them overhead is so if you're 20 and you're in college you know if most people you know have to either take out student loans or they have to you know somehow find a way to pay for their own if they're super lucky then you know somebody else pays for it but that's you know, i think a minority um and you know so because of that it limits what you're able to do because you have to do things to make money if you're out of college you have rent you have a girlfriend you have uh, this or you have a boyfriend or this or that like whatever you have it's um it's something that costs time and money and when you're in high school and you're young you don't really need either one of those um so you're you're able to do a lot of things that uh other people can't and taking advantage of that and that that time frame and then once you're out of that you know being able to, to do it in different ways but i i just can't emphasize enough how important those years are um, and how much of a head start that high schoolers can give themselves by taking advantage of that. Absolutely. Especially, you know, with the way of the internet, you know, I, I've had friends that have won YouTube awards and they used to just record videos and, and, and share it on Facebook, not knowing that they were influencing culture, not knowing that they were driving audiences. Um, and obviously with COVID, you know, speeding up this digital transformation, what we're going to continue to see is more and more online platforms, right? Everyone's talking about content, content, content is this, content is that, understanding your data and optimizing, and it's a lot. It's a lot. But for Buster Share, what, when, when, when you create a piece of content, what about a piece of content makes you go, you know what? This has legs to go viral. What within a piece of content helps you sit down and just be like, hmm, I think this might be it. I think I might get a million views or tons of likes or engagement, so on and so forth. What I usually think it is, and it took me a really long time to realize this, um, if I like it, it's good. If I don't like if I am cool, if I enjoy sitting down and watching my own thing. Mm -hmm. it's probably good if i laugh at my own video <laughs> if i don't which is more often the case than not like if i there have been most of the videos or things that i write or things that i make i don't even you know i sit down 
and it doesn't make it doesn't make me die hysterically laughing or things like that and usually I won't post them um but for the small majority that do uh that's that's when I know that it's not um it's not terrible absolutely and I think as a creator you know we're always looking it's 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 one of those things where you're like well you know there's times I'm sure that you're like ah, I don't really like this but you know, I have to deliver it anyway. And people absolutely love it. Explain, explain, explain that. Like, explain that. How do you, how do you, how does that make you feel like, all right, guys, this doesn't feel like my best work, but it's being received like it is my best work. And the, the opposite time where you're like, yo, this is amazing. And nobody likes people it. Hate it. Like, <laughs> right, right. How do you, how do you balance all of that and try to make sense of it as a creator? You know, if you ever have any questions or doubts, just post it see what other people think you know mm. nobody's perfect i'm definitely not you know in terms of being able to read content even my own um so sometimes you you let people decide and there are things that you can do like i have other accounts where i'll test content before mm. i put it on main accounts so i can see you know how those posts engage on those accounts and if they have a high percentage engagement ratio on other accounts then i'll maybe push it to the main feed or I'll post it on a story and see what kind of engagement or reaction I get there. And then based on that and those analytics, I'll then think about posting it uh, everywhere else. Absolutely. Absolutely. So would you say for content creators to have um, multiple places where they could test things? Yep. hundred percent, hundred percent. No, cause I've been reading some articles and I'm always trying to pick up on, you know, where the world is going and predict what the future looks like and so on and so forth. And, um, I was reading this essay on product market fit, right? Normally, when you would start a company, you would create the product, you would give it out to the world, see how the world receives it, and then go build the business. Now, they say for people to go and get information, test before you even create the product. Put it out there, see what people like, see what people um, are, you know, are, are gravitating towards and build the, the, the company or the product or the service after, right? So exactly what, you, what you're talking about is, is, is testing, um, analyzing, and then optimizing as well as an entrepreneur. And it's all, to me, it's all big words, but it's all the same thing, right? Like, yeah. I mean, no one knows what they're actually doing. We're just trying shit. And if it hits, it hits. So let's keep trying to do that. And it's, um, always, and it's always changing. The algorithm's always changing. And like you said, you know, it used to be build the product and the brand. Now it's build the brand and the product. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I definitely consider you a, a huge brand builder. Um, Buster, one of the biggest things that, you know, when people talk about Buster is uh, your relationships. You have some amazing relationships in sports. How did you build that from field hockey to <laughs> working with, you know, millionaires and, and getting them on Zoom screens and so on and so forth. What was that process like? You know, I, I, I try to look at it. Um, I appreciate that. And I try to look at it in the sense of if I can't do anything for the other person, I have no business in asking for a second of their time. So how do I provide value for the other person? You know, maybe it's helping introduce them to if they're, you know, in the investing world, you know, for some of the examples, like, maybe I build relationships with really cool startups, you know, some of which I'm sure, you know, you're super involved with and I've seen, and you've introduced me to some of them. Um, you know, maybe I introduce, you know, I connect 
in ways that it's valuable for me, or I help them with their sports card collection, or I help them, you know, in whatever way, or I, they're looking for publicity. I have a podcast. I, you know, merge those two things, and then they get the publicity, and I, you know, to share their knowledge with my audience. You know, it's all all just about um, giving over asking, and if you can always give and rarely ask, then, you know, I feel like things just naturally tend to flow your direction. Love that. Love that. I'm a, I'm a big uh, supporter of providing value before even asking, right? And, and I think it goes the same in, in selling products and services. Um, you know, I talk to Swish a lot. I'm sure you talk to Swish a lot. And Swish is always talking about um, providing value. So if something costs $10, do you give them $10 worth, right? Or you give them $100 worth, but still at $10. So if you're selling a service like TrueFan, for example, you're going to have the resource hub. You're going to have opportunity to sign up for something to win. They're going to build this brand and customer loyalty around value and make it not so much about dollars. So just adding on to, to the Buster's point, which I think is very, very important. A lot of people these days are always looking to build relationships and just ask for stuff. That's, that's not how the world works. It's, you know, you do for me, I do for you. Um, and maybe you do for people and they don't give back to you. Well, I always look at it as, well, now you owe me at some point. At some point, I'm going to call in on that favor. <laughs> it's just, it's classic leverage like you were talking about earlier. You never, you always want to do more for the other person than they do for you. So then mm -hmm. you were in that position. Absolutely. It's a definitely, definitely a very, very strong strategy. Now, you know, you, you, you talk about how, you know, you can't go a day without your journal. You know, what do you have in there that is so valuable to you and so important to your success? That's a really interesting question. I think, um, I, I think for one, it's peace of mind. Like everybody has their escapes. And I think, you know, most people have multiple. For me, it's working out, it's journaling, it's, you know, podcasting. Those are a few of the things that really are like meditation for me. Um, but then it's also just a place where I can uh, flow with no judgment, just, you know, the, the creative side. And I don't have to do anything with the notes. I can do, I can start a company with the notes. You know, it doesn't have to go either way, but I've found that through time, a lot of uh, my time in, in my journals has equated to a lot of the things that I've done outside of the journals. Wow. Um, and, you know, I, I also just love documenting things. Um, you know, I, I know we're both a big fan of that in, in general, just having you know, records of everything that we do in, mm -hmm. in our short time. So, yep. So I think it really is awesome for that as well. And the one thing that I will say for anybody that does journal, scan your journals. After you get through a few pages, there's a scanning, there's scanning apps on your phone. Just scan it all. It's not worth losing. I've lost journals. Not worth it. Scan your journals. You heard that. Scan your journals. Very, very important. And I think as a, as a creative, as an entrepreneur, you need time to just dump, right? Because I'm sure throughout a day, you know, we see so much different things in a day that how many times in a day as a, as a, as an entrepreneur and also a creative entrepreneur that you sit down and just ideate, right? Not every time like, Oh, that would be a great idea. Well, you could write something down to, to, to Buster's point 
now that you won't use for six months or eight months. But because when you write things down, it forces you to memorize memorize it. That's why when they say you're studying to take notes, that's another form of memorizing stuff. So you could call on that a little bit later. Now, smart. seeing that you're, you know, in the entrepreneur world and, and killing it, you know, some would like to think that, you know, you're an inspiration and you motivate people. I can say that you motivate me. Um, I don't know about eight miles. I'm not sure about eight miles, right? I'm three, right. knees, my ankles, things uh, don't work the same. But seeing you get up and, and, and get out there and, and go, um, you're young in what you do, yet, you know, very, very inspirational with your, with your posts and content. How important is it for you to motivate others? the only thing that matters you know i think as uh one of my favorite quotes of all time from the the late goat kobe bryant was you know like the your success is a measure of how you motivate you know the people around you and how you help them uh you know chase their passion and dreams paraphrasing obviously but uh i think just the the um the importance of that is everything, you know, the whole point of us as people is to help the people, help the people around us. Cause we're all, you know, we're all humans. We're all trying to you know, become a multi-planetary species and we got to yeah. help each other in whatever ways we can, man. That's all there is to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you know, knowing that you, you have so much on the go, Buster, how do you manage it all? Right. As Time management is, is super important as an for an entrepreneur. You wear multiple hats. You're the head of finance. You're the head of sales. You're the head of marketing. <laughs> you're the head of research and development. And you're, head, you're the head of everything um, until you you know slowly start to build out your company. But how do you how do you manage it all? Like what does how do you manage it all? I think one of the big things you alluded to there, you know, slowly building out your company is big. Um, so like if you'd asked me two years ago, the answer to this question would be completely different because I was doing everything myself. Now I'm super fortunate to have a couple of people who are helping with specific things, but still, you know, I, I think I can always manage my time better. I try to just prioritize the things that really matter to me and the people that really matter to me. And then everything else I, I, get done when I feel like it <laughs> but I, I make sure that the the priorities are are in place and the the people that I put as priorities are absolutely absolutely um with our with our entrepreneurs that join us we, we like to talk wellness right we, I don't think entrepreneurs talk wellness enough and you know here at the athlete tech group is the big intersectionalities between athletes and technology and entrepreneurship and culture and sports and everything else um, and as everyone is taking care of multiple things, um, like you said, th thankfully you've been able to, to add people to your team to, to get things done. What does, and maybe it's the running, I, I don't know, but what is Buster's self-care tip every day from a wellness standpoint? And I'll share with you, I have to stretch every day. If I don't stretch at the bare minimum, the work isn't as good. I'm not, I'm like, I'm in a minimum, I'm in a mood and I, I, I feel it. Um, what's your wellness tip and what's your self-care tip? How extreme do we want to go? Super extreme? <laughs> Honest. <laughs> Seven months ago, I cut out bread and sugar mm. entirely. 
and that is more significant than working out. Wow. I really, I really believe that. Um, like really, really, really minimal bread. Yeah. No sugar. Uh, unless obviously like in fruits are, are like pretty much carbs, unless it's positive, like good carbs. Right. Um, and that has completely shifted my energy and mood and, you know, my, I, my mood has always been the same, but just yeah. the amount of it that I have during the day and, and energy both uh, is what has led to working out better and better um, as opposed to being more stagnant, which is what happens when I used to work out and then eat a Chipotle burrito right after and then take a nap, you know, right. <laughs> and then get to work using a monster energy. You know, it's just like right. this cycle that, yes, you know, like I, I think a problem with, you know, entrepreneurship in, in, in general is, you know, that is sort of glorified, like, you know, like drinking five, you know, five hour energies and two monster right. energies and staying up all night long and getting all the emails done and having 10 conference calls and da da da. No, that's draining. I, I think eating healthy and working out and getting eight hours of sleep and just having that energy throughout the day is a lot better. 100%. 100%. Wow, I absolutely love that. And I think as an entrepreneur, there's there's always ways to get better. Always. Personal, business, but it starts with yourself. Um, and, you know, finding ways to take care of self because you can't pour from an empty cup. I always tell people. Straight up. You're not okay. Your work will just be okay. Right? Straight we're, up. We're not here to just make some money. If that was the case, we would have went, went and got jobs as a broadcaster in field hockey. No, we wanted to create our own. We wanted to own we wanted our own assets. So I love uh, that, man. I've never, I've never heard that before. I love that. It's great. No, it's great. Buster, your energy. Uh, I don't know when I'll ever see you again in person, <laughs> but I'll uh, see you again. The second those borders open up, I'm back in Toronto. <laughs> know that. <laughs> we'll be waiting for you. Wait, no, we'll have to give you two weeks. We'll have to give you two weeks. But after the two weeks, it's on and popping, sir. 15 days, I'm there. All right, my guy, I appreciate you so much for joining us and uh, we'll definitely chat soon. Thank you for having me. All right, thank you.
Yo, what's going on? It's Buster Share here, and you are tuned in to the Unplugged Podcast. You're a legend. Moose, you can end it. We'll talk soon. I know you guys.